Welcome back to Going Long on First. And by the time you'll be hearing this, it is Turkey Day. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Owen, you got your your Thanksgiving pants on? Are you going to be having your Thanksgiving (laughs) pants on? The Thanksgiving pants. You know, I haven't thought about that. I have a belt that's a little easier to loosen. And that's what I'll what I'll do. But uh, you know, it, it's all right. And I don't know if you're the type, Seth. I am. We are definitely on a two Thanksgiving meal schedule for for Thursday. So, oh, you are on Thursday. It's going to be a good one. I. It's gonna be a bloodbath. I usually bath have there, two Seth. Thanksgivings, um, but they're usually not on Thursday. Mm. So I'll, I'll space them out a little bit so I can clear some room for the next one. Smart. Yep. Smart. Yeah, but yeah, I feel it. I usually, you know, it's you don't get to pig out like that and and be excused to do so too often throughout About the, the year. So you kind of have to, you kind of have to. So. Yep, that. But and then Christmas and Fourth of July to a lesser extent. But this is the yes, yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving <laughs> is is the ultimate time. It's the Super Bowl of eating, other than the Super Bowl <laughs> itself, maybe. <laughs> if you were to choose a holiday where you could eat the most. It's definitely Thanksgiving, that's for sure. Yep. But we are heading into week is it week twelve now? It I'm kind of losing my week twelve here. of the NFL season. And of course, we have our Thanksgiving games, three on Thanksgiving, and then Owen, our first Black Friday game ever. So while you're shopping, you can be watching the game while you're shopping. It's uh yeah, well, shopping online at this point, that seems to be the way to actually shop anymore. But uh, it certainly was advertised as a bigger game uh, before the season when the schedule came out. Not so much at, anymore, but it is a game, which that never true. existed on Black Friday. So that is still a positive. It is. Yeah, it's a, you know, the NFL kind of continues to, to navigate. Uh, unexplored waters and try different things out. Feels like every year yeah. they're trying something else. And and then I believe this is the uh, this is the game broadcasted on Prime. And any game broadcast on Prime, whether it's, whether it's supposed to be good or not, always ends up bad. Uh, just get take last week Cincinnati Baltimore <laughs> when both quarterbacks got hurt. And one yeah, that was season. Mark Andrews went out as well, of course. Yep. Which was a big yep. one. Yeah. So this game is doomed to be a bloodbath of some kind. Is is Amazon going to be ready for this? Because they're going to have all their Black Friday shoppers, of course. And then they're <laughs> going to be having a game. Are they going to have the bandwidth, Owen? You're our IT guy. It's their... Well, really what they're doing is distracting people from the actual deals. Right there. Here's some football. Oh, sure. And then uh, don't worry about this TV that we have on sale for, for $50. <laughs> yeah. Those are going to be the good ones. Oh, yeah, exactly. But uh, before we get into this week, and of course, line is right and all the good stuff, uh, we're going to do a quick, um, we're going to jump back to last week. We're going to do our top five. That's how it's going to do. No Podfather today. uh, He works in the customer service retail world, so he's um, trapped there this week. Yes, he's MIA. (laughs) Uh, So wish him luck uh, as... um, as I'm sure the customers and the people will be hoarding, hoarding the stores in the next few days and this week, really. But um, so we won't get his official picks on the pod today, but Owen, I'm sure you'll get them this week. 
at yes, some point. For sure. But uh, let yeah, let's jump back. I want to do a top five since we're it's a one pod week for Thanksgiving. I want to do a quick top five A and B. And we kind of talked a little bit about it pre-pod and how I'm sure everybody's top two this week is going to be the same. For you and Jeremy, it's pretty much been the same the last couple weeks. I've been the one that's had it flipped, but with, of course, the Monday night game, which was Chiefs and Eagles rematch of last year, and these have been our top two teams for a majority of the year. Eagles won narrowly. That was another pre-pod discussion. A lot of these uh, Eagles wins have been very close. I call them the souped-up version of the 2022 Vikings. A lot of close wins for <laughs> yeah. Philly. That's Jeremy, uh, I'm sure will love that. Yes, I'm hoping he's listening right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think I can preface it and safely say uh, everybody and the pod is going to have Eagles Chiefs at one and two. Well, you just want to you want to breeze by it. You just want to give them one and two, and then breeze by it. Yeah. So then, no, I'll I'll do my three. Okay. We'll start from All the top and go down. I'll do my three, and then I'll let you do yours, and we'll kind of just back and forth it till we get to All the right. end. How's that sound? All right. Sounds good. Number three for me. This team won. I think I have all winners. I do have all winners from this week. Uh, a couple of close ones. Number three for me. I have the Miami Dolphins at three ski. Eh. I do. They have remained steady here for the last couple weeks now. Um, I think they're on the outside looking in at, I think, Philly and KC. That offense obviously is right there with the best of the bunch and maybe the best offense in football. They currently are. Statistically speaking, they are number one in points and yards. Hard to argue that when the number's there. Then uh, that defense has kind of started to come together a little bit. It, it's played better than it has the beginning of the season, which is very encouraging uh, because the defense was definitely troublesome, but the offense was scoring so many points at the beginning of the year. Nobody really paid too much attention to it, but the defense has started to come around a little bit. And if that defense can continue to progress, they're going to be right there with the uh, chiefs and the Eagles. But yes, I have dolphins at three. Run it back to me. Back to you. Who's your number three? My number three is the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. <laughs> A sneak attack there. Throwing the I wanted to up. interrupt you. I wanted to interrupt you, but it was too good. I just needed to see your face there. Uh I have the Kansas City Chiefs at three. I'm sure okay. you have I'm sure you have Eagles one, Chiefs two. I do. I do. Okay. So we can breeze by that as you were thinking initially. I, I definitely have the, was. I'm very curious. I assume you have Philly at one. I have the Eagles at one, of course. Okay. Yes, of course they do. Um, one of those things. If they have, if they're eight and two, if they're seven and three, I might be thinking about slipping them back because I just absolutely hate their schedule. But as Mike Tomlin <laughs> says, talked about that. Yeah, we don't apologize for W's around here, so I don't blame them. Are you, having, are you having the Steelers at two? Pennsylvania is owned in the top two spots. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Not exactly. Uh, so you have Chiefs at two. My number two is actually the Detroit Lions. Another team who is not apologizing for a W this week. Not super impressive. Yet, need I remind you, Seth, 
The Detroit Lions are 8-2, and two, owners of the second-best record in football solo. It's Eagles 9-1, and one, it's Lions 8-2, and two, and then everyone else after that. Seth. Miami, the Jacksonville. Lions. We have – Owen, listen to this. You're speaking of the 8-2. The and two. We have one, yeah. two, three, four – Five, we have six teams at seven and three. And then throw in the Ravens at eight and three. And then they just got a ton of three. Oh, yeah. Teams. Ravens at eight and three as well. Yeah. They're all sitting there. And that'll probably be the rest of our lists here. Uh, aside from the Lions for you. I'm going to put the Lions at three. There's they're they're hot. They have the head up win against the Chiefs. They this is the college football playoff. Uh Detroit fans would be storming the Capitol. Because the Lions aren't ranked number two, and they have the Chiefs ahead of them, so give me the Lions. Well, good thing this is the better product. <laughs> not a big fan, huh? Uh, well, some yeah. people aren't. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just saying some people aren't out there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, cool deal. So now that we got that out of the way, I'm putting the Chiefs at three. Not worried. You know, I'm sure they'll kick it up here in the last. You know, what do we got? Six, seven weeks. And uh, right in time for playoffs, probably grab the, the that defense uh, home field. They, you know, they gave up three touchdowns to to Philly, but that defense overall played very, very well against Philly yes. on Monday night. The offense obviously is what did it. They the offense scored seventeen points in the first half. They were up seventeen to seven, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, Chiefs are going to take this. The Chiefs' offense was absolutely non-existent in the second half and Correct. obviously didn't score a single point for for the second half and also lost Correct. me my fantasy game. Nah. If MBS if MBS just would have caught that touchdown, Casey probably would have won and I also would have won my fantasy game. Thank you yeah. very much. He's catching a lot of hate right now. He was obviously he tripping right as he was getting the ball in his hands and just couldn't hang on and that was the difference between the Chiefs at number 1. Eagles it is. Eight and two, it was along yep. with the Lions. So uh, that explains that. Not much else to go over there. So feel free to throw it back to you for number four. Well, you already called out my number four team. I have the Detroit Lions at four. The reason why they're a little lower to me was that law or near loss to the Bears. Bears truly are one of the worst teams in football. Justin Fields was back, which I think was a huge difference, and Definitely. the reason why the Bears nearly won that game. Obviously, Jared Goff throwing three picks, um, but I still think there's some vulnerability with Detroit a little bit. Yeah, they are eight and two, and um, you know Dan Campbell, you know, should be probably coach of the year at this point. But I, there's just some vulnerability there, um, and Jared Goff maybe in the big game. You know, never has really come up with it. Obviously, they made a huge comeback in this game. But so I have Detroit just down a little bit because of that. But they are obviously right there. But yeah, I have Detroit at four. Not a bad spot. So close. I, I, these, our lists are better when they're a little bit different. So I'll they take are. that. That is, that is good reasoning. Throw back Here's to my four, number four. Oh. And I'm surprised you don't have them higher. I have the surging San Francisco 49ers at number four. It's time, brother. Two straight impressive performances. Hey, 
I've never been down on the Niners. You guys were the ones who were down on. I they've been on my and list look, this entire time, and they're not where they deserve to be for you, Seth, because they're in the their fourth best NFL team currently sitting after a beatdown of the Bucks on Sunday. They're ready for a season-defining stretch from Thanksgiving to Christmas, right into that battle for the number one seed in the NFC. It's not really a battle, but they do have a game against the Eagles that will help their case or the Lions' case. Uh, you know, they got Se- they got Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks, Cardinals, Ravens uh, in a row here. So they got some up and ups and downs. You know, they got some trap games and they got some big games. But I think, uh, uh, you know, Talano Hufanga season-ending injury, that sucks. That's a big one. Because that guy's That's a big one. But that is one of 11 uber-talented players on that defense. Uh, I think they can find a way to uh, overcome, as they say. So give me the Niners at four. All right. Good deal. Uh, they are on my list, but they're a little bit further down. They are not my 5A. This is – I could make an argument for these two teams to be three and four. My next two teams. I'm just going to spit them off to you because you already yeah. talked about one. I have the Cowboys at 5A, and then I have the Niners at 5B. So the Niners make my list, but just on the edge there. These two teams are, I think, very similar. And I think they're on a crash course for a very good playoff game. Cowboys Niners in the playoffs, it feels like the 90s all over again. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys have found a new groove. They've kind of kicked it up another notch, I feel like. And they've just been clear sailing for quite a while. I was, part of me wanted to see the Eagles lose on Monday night just to make this division a bit more interesting. Cause I think Dallas is truly right there, but of course, Philly edged it out over KC and they still have a quote unquote string stranglehold on the division. Obviously Philly and Dallas play later this year um, in a few weeks, actually, uh, which will most likely to decide the division, but this Dallas team, like, like I've said all year long, when they are clicking, They are one of the best teams in football, and they are certainly clicking right now, especially that offense and that defense. Now, they played the Giants and the Panthers the last two weeks, not two top-tier teams. But like many have said, good teams beat the bad teams, and great teams cover, and, man, have they covered the last couple weeks. And they play (laughs) Washington this week, division opponent, and that defense in Washington is absolutely terrible. And I, I feel like they're going to put up another 30-40 burger once again. So give me Dallas. And then I have the Niners at 5B. It, it, it's so tough between these two teams. I could easily have them higher, and I get why you're saying they're higher, because they, the last couple of weeks they have played a lot better. But I just there's a lot of good teams right now. There's a lot. And uh, I, I had to put them someplace, and they obviously were going to make this list, and I kept them at 5B for now. So that's where I'm at. So <clears throat> recap of my list, and then I'll let you finish yours. Chiefs, Eagles, Dolphins, Lions, Cowboys, Niners. And then my first off, I so wanted to go Buffalo after that win against the Jets. Not quite there. I have the Jags as my first honorable mention. Jags kind of coming back to life. 
on Sunday. They are, and right when they need it, too. Um, they did. Correcto. So, that being said, going back to my part, we are at number five. For me, a team that has not been mentioned yet, the Baltimore Ravens at 8-3. and three. For me, I had to put them on here. Mark Andrews, also another team suffering a big impact player season-ending injury. Uh, still looking like a Super Bowl caliber roster to me. More than they don't, I should say. There have been some disappointing points. I've had to had the Lamar Jackson belongs in the MVP conversation debate multiple times this week, Seth. Multiple people, multiple times. I know you're not on that bandwagon. I, I know we've had does. that conversation ourselves already. Um, sitting there with Jalen and Mahomes, and neither of those two quarterbacks look good on Monday. Not great. Neither of those nope, guys had great. their best games. Um, so, which just goes back to my point, Lamar has had a couple of those games. He's also had a lot of really good games. This is just the MVP conversation in 2023. Parody. There's a lot of parity in the NFL. We have about 12 teams either with a 6-4 and four record or up. All within striking distance of a playoff spot. And, yeah, Baltimore up at the top of that ladder towards it. And I just like what I'm seeing. All right? It's Lamar. Anything can happen. They beat the hell out of bad teams. You talked about covering. Cowboys are probably one and Ravens are probably two. They ever have big lines, you might as well just bet them because they're going to do it. They're going to run that score up. Uh, plus, I mean, I'm, you're never worried about coaching in in Baltimore, and that's always a big factor, especially here going to the to the late stretch. So I expect them to probably go maybe one loss the rest of the year, and that is my take. And number six for me, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Had to have the Cowboys on. Uh, just sneaking out over the Dolphins. Dolphins would be my first out. Wow, I know it sounds ridiculous, on the out. Wow. but if you're just ranking strength of victory, Dolphins just don't have any winning team uh, uh, wins yet, right? Or I get it. Teams yeah, that's against true. That is um, true. That teams is over true. 500. So I'm going to stick with the Cowboys here, just like like we mentioned with the Ravens. Like the 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 or yeah, the Cowboys have another double digit line here this week. Spoiler alert: You might as well just go ahead and pick them. Spoiler alert. Again, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. Defense is dominant. Dak is coming into his own. CeeDee Lamb's playing his best football in the past four weeks than he has in his career, meaning that connection is pretty on point. Tony Pollard is a little bit flaky all of a sudden. He's still pretty reliable, though. That offense They've definitely relied on that passing attack. Oh, and I want to sure. throw something in as you, you kind of wrap this up. Yes. I'm not sure what the uh, – what the um, what the odds are for MVP, but just how low I have Lamar, I would put Dak over Lamar for MVP. That's ridiculous. Like what you're saying to me is 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 ridiculous. Look at we're not gonna make this a 20 minute argument. I'm saying look at the numbers for Dak and look at the numbers for, for Lamar. And I know numbers aren't everything, but numbers are a big piece of it. Dak's numbers are better in every passing statistic as a quarterback. Obviously, Lamar's running numbers are different because he's a running quarterback or a uh, passing running back, as some would say previously. 
And both have stellar defenses, but you would argue that Baltimore's defense is better. I, I would just, to me, I would have Dak, I would have Dak relatively high on this MVP poll currently, just with how he's played. And uh, he did say at the beginning of the year, his in, INT numbers, interceptions would be down, and uh, he's true to his word. He's a man of his word, and his interceptions are definitely down this year. That, yes, that is for sure. And they had you. You would hope after last year that they could only go down, <laughs> but they have. Yes. So credit to Dak. Uh, so you're going along on first week. Twelve power rankings goes as such. Eagles at the top. Chiefs at second. Just like Seth mentioned, it should be. Lions at three, Dolphins four, 49ers five, Cowboys six, Ravens seven, Jaguars eight, Bills at nine, and I'll give you the option, Seth. Are you taking the Cleveland Browns or the Houston Texans at 10? Absolutely taking my MVP at number 10, C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. Houston he Texans. threw three picks on Sunday, but he also threw two touchdowns and threw like for 400 yards again. Yep. The man is just becoming a statistical nightmare. You know what he said right after the game, too. He's like, you know, Steph Curry never stops shooting. So what That's am I, what very am I true. Do? I mean, makes me like him even more. <laughs> so Texan Bills at nine, Texans at 10, and that is your top 10 for week 12. You know what, I Seth? Like we got some games to rattle through. Let's do it. We got a little Thanksgiving edition of The Line is Right. And it's Thanksgiving time, boys and girls. Let's pick some games because Seth is going to have to run halfway through this segment if I don't just start spewing Correct. some numbers. You're on the clock, Owen. You're on the clock. First game, Seth Ree at 11.30 Central Time, Thursday morning. Green Bay Packers traveling to the Detroit Lions. A big game in the division for both teams. A survival test for Green Bay. And a big one for the Lions if they want to try and get that home field advantage, that ever so tasty home field advantage in the NFC. Lions have had defensive issues as of late. And Jordan Love coming off three pretty solid games in a row. He has indeed. Can that keep the Packers in the game? Are you looking for a Detroit Lions blowout? Detroit favored by seven and a half points at home, Seth. I mean, I get it. The Lions are a better team and all this stuff, and they obviously have a better record. But seven and a half is just way too high. The Packers are, now granted, there are some injury concerns, especially along the offensive side. No Luke Musgrave this week. I expect Jaden Reed and Watson and those guys to play. I'm not really too concerned about that. Uh, I haven't heard much on Aaron Jones. I don't know if you have as of yet. LaFleur talked about this yesterday. Looks like, uh, I forget the exact injury, but he said it's not severe enough to put him on IR, meaning he's most likely out of this game. Okay. If not already ruled out. Um, All right. So the A.J. Dillon game then. 
That's another one of those. I'm not sure who the backup is. Emmanuel Wilson, I believe, is also out for this one. I believe so. So we're looking at uh, some guy off the street somewhere. Is they the brought in two guys. They back. brought in James Robinson and they brought back Patrick Taylor. I assume Patrick Taylor will be elevated and he'll be number two. But wouldn't mind seeing AJ. James Robinson get some carries though. That'd be fun. I, you know, I was excited for that move when that happened a couple weeks ago, and nothing ever came of it. So maybe something mm. on Thursday uh, with this one. Here's the most important question before I give you my prediction. Only. How much food will you have consumed by the start of this game? All of it. Eleven thirty. All of it. Might <laughs> <laughs> I will have, I will have had consumed seconds and on to dessert by the time this game kicks off. Nice. Very nice. Proud of you. Uh, I'm obviously taking Green Bay in this one. It's seven and a half is too much. I, maybe six and a half, you know, keep it under a touchdown. Maybe I would, but over touchdown game, the this Packers offense has played better. Jordan Love has played better, obviously. I think his last two games have been his best two of the season for the most part, uh, especially last week against the Chargers, but it's the Chargers. But like I said, Detroit can be vulnerable at times and um, it took a historic comeback against Chicago for them to win last week. And if uh, Green Bay can win that turnover battle, Green Bay might sneak up on this one. Because like I told you, Owen, there's still a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. And if they win this game, right now they're number nine or eight. They're number eight. Yes. They're outside looking in on that playoff seed with obviously Minnesota just above them. They win this game. I believe I saw the odds for them, like potentially making the playoffs was like 30 or 40%. Not too bad. Yeah. That's pretty good. I and agree. I'll take that after uh, an ugly start. So give me green Bay to keep this one close and uh, maybe a little Thanksgiving gift on Thursday. I am pretty confident that the Lions are going to win this game. Um, However, because of the play of their defense in the past few weeks and the play of Jordan Love in the past two weeks, give me the Packers to keep it close. Packers cover the spread. Uh, you know, Aiden Hutchinson always scares me, uh, especially when he's playing my team. <laughs> and so that'll Zach be a Tom tough, has tough played. Sled. Zach Tom has played a lot better the last couple the weeks. The side got... that Hutchinson plays will be Zach Tom. Probably I know Hutchinson, the Packers' definitely... best statistical player if you're talking yes. like PFF numbers and stuff like that. Aiden Hutchinson had his number the first time go around, but it won't be this time. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm so it's sorry fun. about Joe Burrow, Gary. So yeah, sorry. right. Yeah, that Carrie just jumped in. And uh, yeah, I don't, actually, you know what? I'm not sure I actually talked to her about Joe Burrow being out for the year. Uh -oh. So that'll be an interesting conversation. She doesn't know yet? You haven't broke she the news? Probably doesn't know. Probably doesn't know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but give, give me Green Bay. Uh, what I like about this game, Lions haven't exactly been world beaters. I have them as my number two because of just consistency, right? The Packers have had a... They've went through their downs. They went through their lows. They've just been losing games by three points, four points consistently. Besides They've had the a lot of close Lions games. And one against the Vikings. So give me backers to, to cover a big spread here. Moving on to the next game, Thursday afternoon, another divisional matchup. The Washington Commanders traveling to the Dallas Cowboys. 
Cowboys coming off a dud last week again, or sorry, Commanders coming off a dud last week against the Giants when no one saw the Giants winning oh, that game. Let me just jump back to this Packer game real quick. I just got oh, go like ahead. a mini update on the injury news as sure. you were kind of wrapping that up. James Robinson and Bo Melton signed to the active roster. So we were just talking about James Robinson getting some carries, and it looks like he's going to. All right. I'm, I'm and ready. And then Luke Musgrave and Emmanuel Wilson to the IR, which is not a surprise, sure. especially with Musgrave. Uh, Lacerated could, kidney. Yeah, it sounds like he's okay. He's yeah. he's home, which is good because that can be scary. Yeah, I can't believe he actually played like even further into the game when that he happened. played. Yeah, he played the rest of the game. Yeah, I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Luke Musgrave and Emmanuel Wilson to the IR. Uh, gotcha. Aaron Jones looks like he won't be playing, so it'll be at least a combination of AJ Dillon, James Robinson, and potentially Patrick Taylor. Haven't heard much there. So look for anyways, yeah, look for a seventy-five percent carries for uh aj dillon might be a sneaky yes. good fantasy play um playing Absolutely. well past few weeks aj dillon does not get the yes he's definitely played better couple weeks so uh back to commanders cowboys dallas flying high cowboys playing super well i mean since their last loss probably playing as good as anybody in the league uh commander's offensive line pretty big issue and i have to imagine the cowboys are going to feast off that on thanksgiving Dallas Cowboys favored by 12 and a half points at home. Seth, what do you got? Hopefully Creed playing the halftime show. That'd be nice oh, surprise. man. Have you heard also, talking about the Packers, have you heard that they played Creed higher at the last couple games? That's the start and end. It, it's the I love seeing the comeback. Has been a, a lifelong fan of the band. Yeah. It's pretty cool to see this comeback and everything. And it wouldn't that be funny if they played the halftime show of this? Oh, that, I, I don't kills. think they are. I think they released. I don't think they will the either. Halftime, but um, even just they're getting ready for they're they're getting ready for a cruise in a few yeah. months. Yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, give me I don't know what the line was, Owen. Did you give the line? Twelve and a half. I don't care. Give me Dallas. Like you said earlier, you take these teams to feast. Absolutely Dallas feasts on this game. Washington, I, I I love me some Sam Howell slinging Sammy out there. He looked pretty bad last week, unfortunately, and I think things will be tougher this week as well against that vaunted Dallas defense. I think Dallas by a million. Fair enough. Yeah, like I said, uh, Cowboys defensive front against that really reeling uh, commander's offensive line. That'll probably be the star of the show there, Mike Parsons. Uh, but I have Dak playing well again cowboys keep rolling on to the next one thursday night football this one on nbc a couple of mini juices to start we'll get jeremy's picks but we'll have a couple mini juices in there i sent him over just on the shot that he gets a minute to send him over but we'll see okay uh thursday night on nbc we got the san francisco 49ers traveling to the seattle seahawks three divisional games all on thanksgiving um, and this is a huge Love one. To see that. The 49ers aren't only a game ahead of the Seahawks uh, for that NFC West lead right now. And a pretty good rivalry over the past decade for the 49ers and Seahawks. Seahawks coming off a bad loss to the Rams. while 49ers, two dominant victories in a row. Uh, Geno Smith is banged up. Health is key here. It looks like he'll be playing, but he is hurting. Um 
Do the 49ers have the look of a Super Bowl team again? They are favored by seven points on the road, Seth. Seven points on the road. And Owen, I'll take it. Give it to me. Give me the Niners here. You said it. Super Bowl aspirations for this team. This is going to be, after these last two weeks where they've kind of looked back to form, this is going to be their statement division win. This is their first game of the season, so it's kind of late in the season for these two to be playing for the first time. But Sam Fran swept them last year. All three games they played in the playoffs, too. Um, So give me, yeah, give me Sam Fran. You mentioned it. Geno's hurt, so it, it really hampers that. And while Seattle's corners are very good, and I think they'll be able to kind of slow that passing offense down, look for CMC and George Kittle to kind of have big games in this one, exploit the middle of that defense. So give me Sam Fran absolutely to take this on Thursday night. Uh, yeah, you mentioned CMC and George Kittle. Um, yeah, like we both, I think we're both fans of that cornerback duo and Woolen and Weather, Witherspoon. It's impressive. Um, but it's they impressive. do, the Seattle defense still has that wily old veteran Bobby Wagner. Oh, Robert in the middle? Maybe, you know, maybe some savvy veteran tricks there to figure out a way to get Kittle and CMC locked up somehow. So if you're betting Seattle, that might be a uh, you know an opinion to lean on. But I'm on San Francisco. Give me San Francisco probably by – give me a good 10 spot. I don't think it will be dominance, but I think it will be just enough to cover that spread. Moving on, Black Friday. A game that yes. we talked about a little bit that is we not did. what it was advertised as initially <laughs> – but either way, we got the Jets defense coming off a bad showing against Buffalo and looking to get challenged here by this Miami Dolphins offense. Still looking to get back into their high-scoring ways. They got Devon Achan back in the backfield, of course. Uh, everyone's pretty healthy. They ran to a little bit of, I don't know, I don't know if I'd say a skid. They obviously won the game by a touchdown um, by who they play, Vegas. But Vegas is playing pretty well. They, they, so they've been a different worst. team since Antonio Pierce has come along. That's for exactly sure. exactly. So they had their hands full last week, and then the, this Jets team is is reeling. Uh, finally, finally, the benching of Zach Wilson comes in. We knew it would happen at some point, a little later than probably any of us would th- would have thought. Tim Boyle is starting at quarterback. Who? Tim Boyle, Packers Tim. legend. <laughs> Packers legend. There it is. Yes. Uh, uh, UConn, UConn legend famously in his senior year went zero touchdowns, eight interceptions on the year. So <laughs> those are, those are good numbers Owen. good numbers. So either way, Miami favored by nine and a half points at the New York jets on black Friday, Seth. Eight and a half. You said eight, nine and a half, nine and a half. Oof. You know what? Give it to me, Owen. I'm going to take it. I'm taking the taking the favorites here, which kind of spells trouble for me. But I struggled last week, so I got to change things up a little bit. You mentioned it earlier, or maybe pre-pod, um, the struggles you and I both had last week. And Jeremy, unfortunately, uh, did pretty well, which you yes, never Yes, you and I here. went 5-9 and nine on the week, and Jeremy went 8-6. and six, So he's yeah. starting to catch up. He is. You know, after the the – yeah, first couple weeks of the season, he was struggling. I imagine he's catching up. Um, I got it. So I'm changing things up a little bit. Give me Miami 
I'm more banking on the Jets offense to just maybe not even score seven points in this game uh, with Tim Boyle. I, I, I get the benching of Zach Wilson. Tim Boyle is not really going to be the answer though. I don't know. You know, I don't think they expect him to be the answer. I just think change of, you know, change it up a little bit and hopefully maybe you can strike gold somehow or something like that. Um, I have mentioned that Miami's defense has played better as of late, and I think it'll continue, especially against Tim Boyle and that offense. Jalen Ramsey versus uh, Garrett Wilson, who was absolutely shut down last week, thanks to Razul Douglas having his best game of the season, which is good to see, but also sad to see. Um. (laughs) For Buffalo, of course, last week. Yes. Yeah, give me Miami in this one. Uh, That offense, I think, will be too much uh, for the Jets. Good choice, Seth, and probably the smart choice. But why don't I go ahead and change up the narrative a little bit? Give me the Jets to keep it, you know, not close, within double digits. That's all they need to do. 20 you know, 20 to, or I don't know, 21 to 12, and then they cover, right? That's all I need. That's all I need. You think this they score 12 points? You think they <laughs> score 10 hey, points? Listen, huh? Fair, fair assessment. Uh, I think you got to find ways to get Garrett Wilson the ball. I think you got to find ways to get keep her moving. You know, Tim Boyle might be a, might be something, you know, maybe maybe seeing something from the sidelines the past few weeks. Be like, if I was in there, you know, be dumping it off to the tight end quicker. I'd be, you know, audibling out to a Brees Hall zone run, something, you know, like the Dolphins defense isn't exactly dominant. They do have pretty good edge rushers. You know, Wilkins on the inside. I'm not a fan of the guy, but he can't, you can't uh, argue he's a good player, right? So. Uh, I'll give you this, Owen. I'll give you this. Their last four weeks, the Jets offense, 13 against the Giants, six against the Chargers, 12 against the Raiders, six against the Dolphins. So if you look at that trend, it looks like they're going to score more than 10 this week. And yeah, maybe, there maybe you you'll go. get it. There you go. There you go. So, uh, you know, it's Black Friday. It's going to be a weird game right after Thanksgiving. It's actually it's actually a 2 p.m. game, so it's not like a night game. Yeah, it is. It's a weird time. It is a weird game. It is a weird time. So, but regardless, give me the the Jets to be close, I guess, with their defense. I don't think the Dolphins get rolling against this defense. That's that is my main. Yeah, that's fair. Objective here. Uh, moving fair. on to the Sunday slate. Let's do it. Let's rip her off. The New Orleans Saints traveling to. The Atlanta Falcons. This game opened as a straight up pick'em, which we have not had yet this year. It has since changed to the Saints being favored by sorry, excuse me, the Atlanta Falcons being favored by a point and a half at home. Big game in the division, obviously. Uh one team with a 500 record, that being the Saints. Um, both teams coming off a bye, but the Saints have some serious injury issues. Quarterback situation for the Falcons isn't great, but it looks like Desmond Ritter is back under center. It, it yeah, it looks like I think he was back under center their last game as well. Yeah, you're right. Yep, you're right. I was a week late on that, but the, uh, you are absolutely correct. Yes. So anyway, Atlanta favored by a point and a half at home against the Saints. What do you got, man? This division is. We knew it was going to be ugly. We all picked different teams to win this division. 
I took the Saints. I believe you took Atlanta. Jeremy obviously took the Bucks. They're all right there. Bucks are four and six. Atlanta four and six. New Orleans five and five. So it's just like who's the best of the worst, I guess, kind of deal. And I gotta take I gotta take Atlanta at home. Atlanta at home is different than Atlanta on the road. I'm looking at their records here. Home versus away. Atlanta is three and two at home versus one and four on the road. So in a nearly pick 'em game. I'm going to take Atlanta at home. Hopefully they um, rely on Bijan and a little Algier in there as well uh, to take them home. Seth, I'm right there with you. I think Atlanta Falcons figure it out for the rest of the year. End up, you know, winning this division by a couple games. This will be the start of that. Uh, Obviously, no one's really worried about Tampa Bay anymore and definitely not worried about Carolina. No division, (laughs) undoubtedly. One by one of these two teams, I think the winner goes on and eventually takes it. Uh, the Saints defense, I'm worried about. There's definitely a game they can win behind that defense, but it is still uh, a good defense. Uh, give me Artie Smith. I believe in the man as much as the fantasy football owners and the the you know the player prop betters do not. I think that man has got a plan. Give me the Falcons. Next game. I don't think I don't think anybody knows what that plan is. Yeah, as you should, right? That's that's what it the, the point is, right? Does Artie Smith know what that plan is? He's just throwing the old change up out there for the first half of the year. He's like, no, we're not, you know, Bijan, it's fine. Stop asking. I don't care. We're gonna do us. Boom, Bijan goes 20 carries a game for the rest of the year. Maybe okay. not, but still, <laughs> he'll figure it out. All right, next game. Another divisional matchup. This is the week of divisional matchups. We have not. Are they all? <laughs> like, all, okay, they're almost all. Everything we've talked about so far has been a divisional matchup. There this is one, a lot um, of divisional games this week. I'm looking at it too. There is a lot. Yeah, that yeah, makes the it Pittsburgh fun. That Steelers, makes it fun. It does. It does. The Steelers traveling to the Bengals. Obviously, Bengals without Joe Burrow. That is a different team right there. We got Jake Browning at the starting quarterback spot. No real idea what he can do. Uh, probably be safe to hedge your bet if you're betting Bengals. Bad news for my Super Bowl and MVP pick. Uh, yeah. One, literally like three days after you made that declaration. Boom. Cincinnati Boom, was Seattle. back. Boom. Yeah. Ridiculous. You Anyways. cursed them all and you're the curse. <laughs> I don't say that. Don't say it. Well, I'll leave my pick on the Bengals just so I don't curse anyone else. Steelers defense, pretty good at football. You know, I think that's one thing that's clear about this game. Obviously, big news for the Steelers this week, firing offensive coordinator Matt Canada after weeks and weeks of fire Canada chance in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Hopefully liven up the offense a little bit. Kenny Pickett no longer has an excuse. It might be bad news for Kenny Pickett. If he doesn't perform... In the next day, it is absolutely yeah. It, He's the next scapegoat. He's the next one. They're not going to fire Tomlin. They're not going to no fire way the... as they shouldn't. No, correct. They're six and four because of Tomlin, not because of. And it's Eddie Faulkner taking over uh, OC duties. Eddie Faulkner. Okay, you know who that is? Uh, no, not an idea. No. <laughs> I I don't know who so, that is either. So apparently, oh, either he played, way, uh, he played college ball at uh, Wisconsin though. Whoa. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a fan then. And uh, 
He's a Wisco Kenny, boy, Owen. Kenny Pickett needs to play better ball, obviously, now. Can he? Uh, this might be a good game to really get going in a, in a new little offensive shakeup. Pittsburgh favored by a point and a half at Cincinnati South. Uh, absolutely give me Pittsburgh. Um, it seems to be a trend where uh, coaches get fired, OCs get fired, and then teams kind of um, rally to that. They're galvanizing moment, as some would say. Right. I think this happens for Pittsburgh, and obviously double that down with Joe Burrow being out of this game, Jake Browning against that vaunted Steelers defense. Steelers are going to win this ugly because that's their fashion. It's going to be like 14 to 10 or 13 to 10. Point and a half, absolutely. Give me Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh for Seth and Pittsburgh for me. You just said it. Eddie Faulkner, he's a Badger. Okay. We're all in. Absolutely. We're all in on Badgers in the NFL. And Pittsburgh they're, Steelers might have the most representation. I was going to say they're like Badger, Badger East over there. Don't mind it. That's why we like them, right? TJ Watt, shut down game. Why not? Uh, give me the Steelers. Maybe not in a blowout by any means, but good close game. Uh, thing about Jake Browning is like he's not coming in with a bunch of scrubs. He's not playing with the Jets offense. He's playing with, you know, I'm not sure if T. Higgins has returned yet, but he's got Jamar Chase. He's got Tyler Boyd. He's got, you know, an offensive line that has come a long way in the past three years. So uh, either way, I'm going to take the Steelers to edge it out a little bit here. Next game. Yet again, you heard me say it before, for first place in the division, Jacksonville Jaguars travel to the Houston Texans. Might be game of the week alert here. Um, Texans have absolutely owned the Jaguars in recent years, winning 10 of 11, and they blew them out earlier this year. Jaguars did seem to get back on track last week. Obviously, we talked about in the top five. Trevor Lawrence starting to play uh, pretty well. Jaguars favored by a point and a half at Houston. So Jags are favored in this game by a point and a half. Well, you know where I'm going on. I'll take my MVP CJ Stroud any day. The, the Texans need that statement when they really haven't had that this year so far, they've had some good games. Obviously CJ Stroud has had some big games, big moments. They take this. Looking like they're taking the division, and nobody ever expected the Houston Texans to compete for the division in 2023. Now, with the way Jacksonville played last year, Jacksonville is seven and three. That's kind of uh not overrated, but it's kind of inflated a little bit. I think that record is Houston has played very well. If uh Houston can oh, actually, you know what? I lied. This is their second game. Houston um just realized that they played at the very beginning of the year, yes. a couple weeks in. Blew them out. Yeah, yeah. Houston blew them out. I don't think they blow them out this time, but I do think they take it. They sweep Jacksonville and uh, probably take the division. Absolutely, give me Houston at home. Fair enough, Seth. I know you're a big Houston fan, and as am I. Listen, I'm, I am a Houston fan, and I have been for the last three years. Before they were even, it was even cool to think they were good. Okay, listen to this. Another another thing to just kind of secure my my thing here. Obviously, Houston relies on Stroud in that passing attack. I'm looking at the numbers here. Big numbers guy. <laughs> Jacksonville is 29th against the pass. They allow 254 passing yards a game on average, which is one of the worst in the league. Houston, they rely on the passing game. That spells trouble for Jacksonville. CJ Stroud has been balling out in that sense. That's for sure. Um 
regardless of that. I don't hate the pick. Seth, let me throw this at you. Both teams four, have won four of their last five. So both are on a pretty good streak going into this game. Uh, Jaguars are seven and three against the spread this year. Houston, only five and five against the spread this year. All the money's going on Houston, 60% of the bets, 63% of the money. I'm on Jacksonville. Give me Jacksonville. I just think they're just one step ahead of the Houston Texans as a team, right? As a team building process. Jacksonville started that process before the Texans have. Texans, hey, they're a fun pick. I like watching them. CJ Stroud's good for sure. But so is Trevor Lawrence. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars to take this on the road and really cement themselves uh, as the division favorites going to the end of the year. Next game. A little bit lighter of a game uh, going into this one. We got the Tampa Bay Bucks traveling to the Indianapolis Colts. Bucks playing a second straight road game. Well, the Colts are coming off a bye. Big edge for the Colts in that sense. Uh, but you could definitely argue that the Bucks have the better team and big. Baker Mayfield uh, playing better than Gardner Minshew. Can the Bucks win it regardless of some banged up studs on that defense? The Indianapolis Colts are actually favored by a point and a half at home. Indy favored a point and a half at home. Easy for me. The, the Bucks are reeling. They have struggled as of late where Indy is coming off. Well, they were on a bye last week, correct? And they played in. Yes. Played in Germany the week before with yep. Bernard Reimann. Reimann. And the W there. Uh, absolutely. Give me Indy here. Uh, Minshew just makes things fun, even if it's not great. It's fun. And they do have a very good running game with Moss and with Jonathan Taylor. I'll absolutely take Indy at home here. What was the line again? Uh Two and a half. I put one and a half. It is two and a half. My fault. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Two and a half still. Field goal game. Yeah. Give me Indy, uh, which Indy is kind of keeping themselves in that playoff hunt, weirdly enough, with uh, Minshew at the helm for a majority of the season. They're somehow still fighting for a playoff shot. And uh, yeah, I'll take Indy at home. Indy for Seth. Uh, I'm I'm seeing that 62% of the money is on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay 7-3 against the spread this year. Colts 6-4. Bucks have lost four of their last five. Colts are on a two-game win streak going into the bye. Coming out of it, I think that continues. Give me the Colts at home right there along with you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Next game. New England Patriots traveling to the New York Giants. In a battle a nobody cares about of two of the bottom teams in the league. Both teams probably in the top five of next year's draft, I'd assume. Both have quarterback issues. Tommy DeVito played pretty decent for the Giants last week. But <laughs> if there's any coach with six with really good success against rookie quarterbacks, that is the man that may be coaching in Los Angeles next year, Bill Belichick. Obviously, the Patriots' situation isn't good either at quarterback. But can the Patriots find a way to win this one? They're favored by three and a half points at the Giants. Three and a half? Man, that's hard. 
I want to take New England in this one. I think they are the better team, not by much, but I think they are. But three and a half is, God, man, more than a field goal game. Yep. Patriots are favored three and a half on the road as well. Give me the Giants in a game. Like I said, nobody cares about. I'm not going to spend too much time on two top five teams. Who knows where the Giants go with that pick with all the money invested into Danny Dimes. You think the Patriots are going to look at a quarterback with a new regime? Probably Mac Jones, not. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me the Giants. Three and a half is too much for me. Three and a half too much. Maybe maybe I'm Tommy a- DeVito found a little something last week. Of course, they played Washington, which is a bad defense. Maybe maybe he found a little something something there. It it's quite possible. Um, if you were asking me who was winning this game without knowing the line, yes, I'd probably lean Patriots, but not enough for me to think that three and a half is a, is a good bet. Uh, I think the old betted, betting adage is really if you look at the numbers, you. Regardless of the spread, you pick the team they think wins the game. I just can't bring myself to do that. I just don't. I'm not that confident in the Patriots to win this game. So give me I, the Giants to cover the spread at home. home I, yeah, I wouldn't be confident in either of these teams. Certainly don't fault you there. As you should not. Next game, Carolina Panthers traveling to the Tennessee Titans. Oof. In a game that I'm not sure that they've ever played each other. They're both, you know, younger franchises. I mean, maybe no. I mean, I don't know. I have the, maybe once or twice. They might have played each other once or twice. Even though, um, Owen, let me let me throw it out there for you. I, I have this here. They played each Good. other six times. Wow, six times, and each team has won three times. Okay, so not really much to parse through there, huh? No, they last played in 2019. Carolina won 30 to 20. Then they played in 2015 as well. 27 to 10, Carolina won that one. Carolina's won the last two where Tennessee won the first three games. So maybe we're looking at um, a tie. We're looking at a, a that's not just, this game just keep, destined just, for a tie. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Have All we right, had a tie? So then I'm year? not picking yeah. either team. If you're going to tie, I'll pick a. Well, there's I'll, still a spread. I'll push it. There's still a spread. Um, I don't think we've had a tie this year, have we? We usually do by this point. I don't believe so. We've come close, but we haven't there yet. We've had a lot of game-winning kicks. Right. This yeah, year. that's We've had true. a lot of those. Especially in the last couple of weeks. Um, so we just talked about Patriots and Giants. Uh, I still, even to a... Mm, yeah, I'd say this is officially the dog game of the week. Two rookie passers who are struggling behind not great offensive lines. Uh, Bryce Young, Will Levis, both have been getting brutalized in the backfield. Are we thinking that changes here at all? Because I'm definitely not. Titans defense, probably a little bit better. Maybe that's uh, something to lean on. But regardless, Tennessee favored by four points at home. What do you got? Four points at home? These bad teams have big lines. What the heck's going on here, man? (laughs) How, How do you pick this? Good luck. <laughs> uh yeah, and in a week where we have some great matchups, we also have some bad matchups. And these last two have been bad. If you want uh, your good teams playing each other, you gotta have your bad teams playing each other. That That's is true. That is true. You got your yin and your yang, a perfect balance. 
Give me Tennessee here only because, like you mentioned, that defense is slightly better. And they do have Derrick Henry still. And he could take advantage of that bad Carolina defense and maybe, uh, you know, get a little um, vintage Derrick Henry going on here. Maybe not 200 plus, but, you know, he'll have himself a game or two. Yeah, give me Tennessee at home. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, not much else to say. Yeah, like I said, I think Jeffrey Simmons might be the the factor here. Uh, Derrick Henry's a good pick too. Also, um, minus four. You know, neither of these teams obviously have a good record. Uh, all of Tennessee's wins have come at home, and of course, Carolina is winless on the road, which kind of spells disaster there. So, yeah, absolutely, give me Tennessee at home. Fair enough. Next game, back to the divisionals. Los Angeles Rams. Traveling to the Arizona Cardinals. Rams coming off a comeback victory over the Seahawks. A one-point victory. Cardinals are starting to figure themselves out a little bit with Kyler Murray. Got a little bit of resurgence, though they did lose a tough one to the Texans last week. Uh, Kyler's played well in his two starts. Could that continue here? And can they slow down Matt Stafford, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup in the gang? Uh, this this game opened as a pick Still in that range, Arizona's favored by a point and a half at home. Arizona's a point and a half at home? Oof. Correct. Oof, oof, oof. Uh, I think I have to lean L.A., Owen. Sean McVay has owned – he's owned this division for the most part. I believe the Rams' four victories are all against the division, if I remember seeing that right earlier. No, I like. Oh, okay. Uh, That'd be a fun stat, though. Almost. They're close. Three of their four wins are against the division. Two against Seattle. So they swept Seattle this year, oddly enough. Uh, And then they beat Arizona earlier this year and then also beat Indy in overtime. So there's a near tie. We had an overtime W. They lost to Sam Fran earlier this year, but close. But Sean McVay historically has been very good within the division. I'm going to lean L.A. in this one. Uh, Kyler Murray has definitely made things fun for that offense and kind of sparked it a little bit. Uh, but with St- Matt Stafford back there, Kyron Williams, I believe, is returning for this game. He was designated to return off of IR. Does that mean he suits up is yet to be converted? Yeah, okay. Okay. So a potential Kyron Williams return, which would – but they also released Daryl Henderson earlier this week. Well, that would him. be a good indication. Yep. So I believe – I think it's trending toward, for a return for uh, Kyron, which would um, kind of obviously bump that running game a bit too because he's been good earlier this year. Yeah, give me L.A. I'm leaning L.A. in this one. Yeah, that would uh, – that Kyron Williams decision has kind of been hanging in my head because um, he was – you know, at least because I was only thinking of him in fantasy stats because I have him in every single league. He was one of the best in the first five, six weeks. Uh, one of the most productive and consistent backs. Um, if he is back, that offense will definitely be a little bit different and a little bit more complete. I wanted, I almost wanted to go Cardinals here because I do like what Kyler's bringing back to the table. But give me the Rams here. On the road, big divisional game. Rams are just a little bit better than the Cardinals right now. Just got to lean on that and get the Rams a W here. Next game, Cleveland Browns traveling to the Denver Broncos, which is all of a sudden a ginormous game for both teams. Uh, two of the best defenses in the league as of late. 
Broncos have won four straight, while the Browns are seven and three and would be in the playoffs right now, even with rookie quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson. This will be his first road start, by the way. Uh, so that will not be easy, especially in Denver. But however, we just talked about it that Cleveland de- defense. Miles Garrett knows how to take over a game. So Denver favored by a point and a half at home. Seth, what do you got? Oh, and my bigger question here is what's the over under? Because I would fancy to say I'd take the under regardless. 35 and a half, the lowest of the week. Yeah, I'd probably, I, I kind of would trend almost under there. I, I feel like this is, you know, I Cleveland beat Pittsburgh last week. What was it, like 13 to 10 or something like that? It was a very low scoring game. Yeah. Denver, yes. obviously, like you mentioned, has won four in a row and is the hottest team in football. We had two of the hottest teams in football Sunday night. Denver, Minnesota, and it did not disappoint. Denver, you know, took that game narrowly. And I think Denver takes this one narrowly as well. Denver is flying high right now in mile high, and this game is in mile high. Sean Payton, after everything that's happened over the offseason in the beginning of the year, Sean Payton has kind of steadied the ship a little bit in Denver. Russell has played a lot better this year. Like you mentioned, the defense has turned it around. I do think this is going to be a low-scoring game because you do have two good defenses. But you have Dorian Thompson-Robinson on the other side. But And they played Pittsburgh last week, and they nearly won thanks to a embarrassing offense and Matt Canada getting fired after the game then. Denver's offense has is better, has played better. I will take Denver in this one. Oh, boy. If Deshaun leaning... Watson was playing in this game, I would probably take Cleveland, but no Watson. The spread would also be different. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I got to lean Denver. Seth, I, I was leaning Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland 7-3 against the spread this year. Denver's 3-6-1. However, they've only really come alive in the last four weeks. Um, Both teams for the last five I kind of wanted to pick Cleveland, but you kind of convinced me to go back to Denver. Uh, I'm going to go Denver. I don't love it. It's a close one. I think I think that line's pretty spot on, but I'm going to take Denver at home. A big, a big thing here, too, is Denver's defense has uh, garnered a lot of uh, – or have had a lot of turnovers the last couple weeks. They are now, you know, one of the best turnover differentials in football. Cleveland is one of the worst teams in turnover differential. I think it makes a big difference here where Denver has had a knack for uh, the ball. The defense has had sure. a knack for the ball lately. For sure. For sure. I'm with it. I'm with it. Moving on to the next game, back to the divisional matchups. Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, Chiefs coming off a tough Monday night loss. And now must travel on a short week. Raiders have looked so much better the last three games. But obviously, this will be their biggest test yet. And uh, you could say they're wounded. uh, Wounded Super Bowl champ. So maybe, you know, hungry dogs fight harder. Or I don't know, run faster. Whatever they say. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Bite harder. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, favored by nine and a half points on the road at Vegas this week, Seth. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna lean Vegas. I'm gonna lean the Raiders. Raiders are um, 
a different team at home than they are on the road. I kind of lo- I've been looking at that this week and really the last couple weeks. Uh, Raiders are four and one at home and one and five on the road, so that it's obviously very different. I think Casey wins this because they they need they need this win uh, just to kind of get back into their groove. I think Vegas keeps this close. Vegas has been a different team with Antonio Pierce at the helm. Max Crosby is very good at wrecking offenses. I think Raiders keep this close, but, uh, you know, Casey's defense has also been lights out this year. I think this is also a another low score. They kept Miami to 20 points last week. I think Casey is probably around there as well. Um, I don't see Vegas scoring a lot, but I think Vegas's defense uh, will, will keep things low uh, within 10 or nine and a half, whatever it was. But I, I ultimately take Casey to win it, but Vegas to cover that. I'm with you, Seth. Uh, I think the same exact thing. Casey to win, Vegas to cover, thinking like a seven-point win or something of the sorts. Las Vegas to just look so much better recently. And they're only, what, they're five and six. Uh, really yeah. not a bad record. Uh, so good deal for them. Moving on. Three games left, Seth. Let's do it. Sign right off. Buffalo Clock Bills traveling to the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles playing on a short week after their road victory over the Chiefs on Monday night. Bills coming off an impressive victory over the Jets, blew them out. Josh Allen did finally start looking like himself. And Kenny, in this one against the Eagles, Philadelphia favored by only three points at home against Buffalo, Seth. That's fair, and that's where it should be. Two good teams. I think Buffalo is better than their record indicates. You know, they obviously fired their OC last week, and it made a huge difference. They put up 32 against a very good Jets defense. Will they do it again? Just maybe. I'll take Buffalo in this one. i take Buffalo to outright win this game. Josh, I wish this was Sunday night. I think it's Baltimore Charger, Baltimore and L.A. Sunday night, I believe. Uh, no, it's Sunday it, night. Or so, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Sunday night. Yes, and right. then Chicago, Minnesota, Monday night. I was yeah. hoping this game would have been flexed to Sunday night or something, because this game deserves to be prime time. Obviously, it's you know going to be you know it, it's probably going to be national television for the most part on on Sunday afternoon. For but sure. man, this is this is going to be a big one. This will be fun. I think, like you mentioned, Josh Allen and that offense kind of found their groove a little bit. That defense maybe found their groove a little bit. Razul playing very well last week. Give me Buffalo to take this. Sorry, Jeremy. Yeah, I Buffalo needs it. And, um, you know, it's a road game, but they're very close to each other. So it's not a very long bus ride or plane ride, however they're going. I imagine it's going to be plane, but um, it's a short plane ride for Buffalo over to Philly. But, yeah, give me Buffalo in this one to keep it very close. I think this will be a great matchup. Uh, if Philly has the next couple of weeks, like we mentioned, it has a lot of these very good games coming up. And if Philly can come out of this with a winning record, you know, in this four-game stretch, they are definitely the best team in football. As of right now, they are, according to us anyways. But they kind of cement themselves as that. But I'll take Buffalo in this one. Philly just has not – they haven't put a complete game together. They haven't, you know, there's still been struggles on offense. Uh, defensively, they've been okay, but offensively, they've they've had their struggles at times. I don't know. I, I want to see a complete game out of this team yet, and it hasn't happened. I'm going to take Buffalo. I like what you're saying, Seth. Um, I think this will be a fun one. 
Ultimately, I think Philadelphia pulls it out, so I'm just going to go ahead and pick them minus the three, whatever the score ends up being. I do like the guts on the Buffalo pick, though. I do enjoy that. I, I got to go with my boy. Got to go with my boy. I just hope they stay back into the playoff picture. Boy, it would be a shame to see them drop out. Uh, so I Absolutely. hope they keep up the win streak or you know their winning ways. But uh, ultimately, I picked the Eagles to remain up top. Going to Sunday night, as you said, Baltimore Ravens at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers having major, major issues right now at every position outside of quarterback. Uh, <laughs> Maybe running back too. Running back seems pretty solidified, but he had his struggles last week. But I agree, you shouldn't really look too much into that. Um, obviously, the Chargers coming in facing one of the best teams in the league in this one. Definitely one of the best defenses. Ravens obviously missing uh, Mark Andrews, but uh chargers defense is the one you want to play if you want to throw the ball so if you want to figure out how to throw the ball again this is the team you need to play can the ravens win it big here from lamar they are favored by three and a half points at the chargers uh yeah absolutely give me the ravens on this one i'll make it quick it you know chargers they keep things close they always keep things interesting but that defense and like you said the offense truly is not very you know what? They're not going to have the sun to deal with huh, at yeah. SoFi like they or did last week. Lambo grass, yeah. You know, I I realize they play. Most teams have turf, so it's a little different to play on grass. But grass is the way to go. Give me Baltimore. They truly are the better team in this one, and I don't think they'll have a lot of trouble taking this game. I'm right there with you. As much as I'd like to see Justin Herbert pull this one out, you know, win it single handedly. I think Lamar has a big game. Back into MVP consideration, Raven. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I think. I know you wouldn't, but I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, on the Monday night, final game of the week in the final divisional game for show. Uh, this is going to be a Chicago fun Chicago Bears traveling to the Minnesota Vikings. Both teams coming off really close losses. Uh, Bears obviously blew their huge lead late. Um, it was more damning for the Vikings because since they had been surging as of late, uh, but Minnesota's defense could be the difference maker here as long as they stay out of prevent defense <laughs> with a late lead. Um, yeah. Justin Fields obviously back on the field making some moves. Vikings favored by three and a half points at home Monday night football. Wow. Three and a half, you say? Three and a half. Give me Chicago in this one. I... You know, Justin Fields has found, I mentioned this last week in his return, how he played prior to his injury and what they did. Now, a little bit of that came back last week. Obviously, like you said, they blew the lead against Detroit, but that offense found something. I think they continue that. Chicago's weakness on defense is their running game, and that is Chicago's strength, is their running game with Justin Fields, Khalil Herbert returned last week. And they have, you know, Rashawn Johnson and Deontay Foreman. So they kind of have a steady backfield regardless of who. Minnesota is very good against the pass. They're third against the pass, but they are 28th against the run. And like I said, that is Chicago's strength, and I think they rely on that one. I also, I picked Chicago last week to to beat Detroit. They nearly did, and they should have. I think they pull it out here, and they beat Minnesota on Monday night. Damn it, Seth, you did it again. Um, maybe. You're making me over overthink. That's for sure. Uh, I would. I thought I was on Minnesota on this one. You mentioned it's a pretty good matchup for that Chicago running game. 
And also the Minnesota running game is in shambles. It's, um, yes, absolutely. It absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it is. Right. Uh, it doesn't look like Jefferson is back at this game. It's very iffy, iffy. It different. feels like every week. It feels like every week it's a possibility. And then like by Thursday, Friday, they're like, nah, he's gone. He's practiced. The thing is, he's practiced every he's been at every practice and he has participated typically at a limited level, but he has participated. So it's really hard to tell if he's actually going to go or not. I would lean. He's probably sits because next week they have a bye, and then they can bring him back probably fully healthy. So I would lean him sitting in this one, but it's really very 50 50 if he plays or not. Gosh, dang it. You did it then. I'm going to take Chicago. Plus the three and a half. We'll see what happens. You know, maybe Chicago's starting to be frisky again. Uh, I think Minnesota gets back into their winning ways, but like you said, maybe it just takes for for them to get to their bye, get healthy again, and start rolling. So that's that. Uh, We agree on Chicago there. And that is the week 12. Thanksgiving week slate. It's going to be a good one. There's a lot of good matchups and uh, obviously going to be a lot of good food. That is week 12, everybody. I hope everybody uh, has a good and happy Thanksgiving. Owen, you got your, you got your buck. So what have you been doing the last couple of days? Yeah. Slicing it up for us. Is that what you've been doing? Doing all the things that uh, successful hunters do in. uh... (laughs) No, I've just been sleeping. I got, you know, I got it literally, uh, uh monday morning and since then i've just been i've just been chilling enjoying my vacation you know enjoying the week off absolutely i don't blame you absolutely do not blame you yeah go enjoy the rest of the weekend obviously thanksgiving eat plenty i hope everybody eats plenty this weekend and until next week adios adios